Hi, I'm Margie Namora, and welcome to another episode of our side dish, The Dream Dinner Party. This is the mini episode where we invite a guest to tell us all about their dream dinner party. This is a game I know a lot of people have played, perhaps on long car journeys or maybe even a first date. So it's really fun to sit down with a different guest each week and hear who they would invite and what they would serve. This week, we have John Tarode sharing his dream dinner party with us. And let me tell you that John fully embraced the concept and really went for it, which I so loved. The fact that he gave up his seat to his wife, Lisa, is also very romantic. John was on Desert Island Dishes just a few weeks ago, and I know lots of you loved his episode with a few people saying it was their favorite ever. So if you haven't listened yet, make sure you do. Now, without further ado, here is John. I think that the word dinner party is a slight misnomer. I think dinner party, it sounds a bit boring, right? And so for me, it needs to be sort of zooped up a bit and become a little bit more exciting. I like the idea of people coming for an experience or going to an experience to have more than just sit around a table. It can be, yeah, it needs to be more fun. It needs to be more exciting. It needs to be a bit zhuzhy. It's either got to be zhuzhy or it's got to be in the water. One of the two. Okay. I like where this is going. Yeah. So, John Tarode, welcome to your dream dinner party. Let's start by talking about the guest list. Who are you going to invite? Right. So, uh, I'm going to invite uh, my father, because I don't get to see him very often. He's 85, he lives in Australia, and he's a good conversationalist. I'm going to invite Marcel Marceau, because he was one of my father's favourite performers, and I saw him live when I was very, very young, and my first named son is Marcel, (gasps) named after Marcel Marceau. And because he did mime, I'd really like to know how he talks. Yes. Because that would be really interesting in a dinner party. Or maybe he wouldn't. We don't know. Maybe he does the whole thing by mime. Yeah. Let's find out. Uh, I think after that, Taylor Swift would definitely have to be there because I love Tay-Tay. I mean, I love Tay-Tay so much. I love her because her music is really cool. I think she's really courageous. Uh, she's quite attractive. Um, and But I just love her music and I love them much fun. And I think she'd be really good fun. And if, you know, Marcel Marceau's not going to speak very much, he'd be able to have a chat with Dad, which is good. <laughs> Um, And then it's a toss-up, really, after that. I think it's either going to be Julia Child Mm. or Elizabeth David. Ooh. So, uh, because I really like that sort of, you know, 1960s or 70s person coming in and, and showing the world food as food should be eaten and exploring good food but making it delicious. Mm. And, I, you know, I read things like Elizabeth David in the 1950s and 60s talking about an aubergine or a pepper. And I just think that we, we see so much now and take so much for granted. But I'd love to know about those travels. And, and both of them uh, were involved in the sort of almost sort of government secret service bit that led them to food and, you know, the way in which they were. So I don't know. I don't know which way I'll go. How are you going to choose? Uh, I'm going to go Elizabeth David. Oh, I thought you were going to go with Julia Childs. Okay. I, I cooked for Elizabeth David once. Did you? Yeah, at the well, River Cafe? No, I cooked for Elizabeth David when I was at um, the Pont de la Tour in 1992. She came in and she had dinner with Terence Conran and she was quite elderly then, but yeah, it was what, one of those great what things. What did you cook for her? Uh, she had Vitello Tonata to start with. Oh, And then I can't remember what she had for main course. Doesn't need anything after that, no. but it's perfection. Yeah. What is the best gift someone can bring you when they come to one of your dinner parties? Uh, a bit of laughter, <laughs> big smile and some laughter. I don't really want anything. Okay. Do you know what? Just turn up as if you mean to come. 
Yeah. You know, it's not a chore. Yeah. And and just put a big smile on your face and be ready for anything because anything could happen. So we want an enthusiastic Taylor Swift turning up. Oh, uh, yeah. What... Is like, there another? Th- is there another time? Well, no. I that that's just her Come personified, on. isn't it? I love that you're such a Taylor Swift fan. This her. is great. Brilliant. So, when planning a dinner party, are you very organised? Are you very laid back? Hello. Yeah. Everything's got to be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing. Well, I that's what I assumed, but then I also could kind of picture you in the kitchen drinking a glass of wine whilst you're talking. So I didn't know. Maybe you know, you I'm could putting you a glass way. of wine once all the preparation is done. Everything's sort okay. of prepared and ordered, and. Everything will be ready to go. doesn't mean that there can't be a little bit of fluidity. It doesn't mean there can't be a bit of artistic flair to it. doesn't mean it can't move a little bit, but it's got to be organised and laid out. That's yeah. it. I'm a chef and I always will be a chef. And Lisa laughs about it. You know, if I, I do a dinner party at home and, like, friends come over, it literally, everything is laid out, ready to go, and then it all comes together right at the last minute. Yeah. I feel more relaxed that way. Well, it's very stressful not to do that. Yeah. I'm always very impressed when, when people are just sort of winging it. And a very important question, because I know you're very punctual. So what time have you invited people for? And then what time do you actually want them to arrive? to this Well, dinner? they're invited. Um, they're invited for a certain time and they'll have to arrive. Otherwise, they'll miss the whole thing. Okay. Because it's 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 a problem. If they don't arrive on time, mate, it's gone. <laughs> whoop, whoop. They're gone. Finished. See you later. So you're saying 7.30 and you mean... 7.30. It's probably going to be more like 3.15 in the afternoon. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah afternoon, bit of fizz, always a good idea. Set the scene for us, John. Where is your dream dinner party taking you place? You are starting off. You've got to arrive promptly at 3.15 on Platform 3 in Singapore, ready to get the Orient Express up through Singapore into Malaysia and then on to Thailand. And that's how our dinner party is going to happen. We're <laughs> going to be on the most glitzy train in the world. You've got to wear your finery. You've got to be ready for the dining cart. You're going to have cedar um, uh, um, panelled rooms to go to the bathroom. If you need a little nap, your, bar- your bed will be there ready or laid out with white linen. There'll be dancers, there'll be drag queens, there'll be all sorts of stuff going on, but really, really good food. And as we start off our little journey... We've also got we've got to start in Singapore, aren't we? Yes. So we're going to have to have the table all set with beautiful things, lovely bits of silver all polished nicely. The train will start to move slowly out of the station and the guests will be able to wander up and down and then maybe go after the viewing cart and then start off with our little dinner party. John, this is heaven. Okay, I'm into it. So what are you going to drink? Well, the thing is because... Lisa would be with me. Lisa would have to be with me to help out because okay. she'd have to be there and because she'd get FOMO otherwise as well. She'd yeah. be really annoyed if she wasn't there. And my my wife ain't, ain't sipping unless at Cristal, right? So okay. she don't she don't she don't do nothing unless at Cristal. So we'd start up. I think there's got to be something posh and fizzy. If you're gonna do a journey like this, so and we're talking about we're talking about dream guests here, aren't we? You know, this is yeah. really important people. And Tay Tay doesn't turn up for anything. You know, we've got to pull out the big guns. Pull out the big guns. So yes, uh, a bit of cristal, I think, un- undo the orange wrapping, a bit of fizzy pop, and they'll sit on the, the back of the viewing platform. And uh, we're going to be in Singapore, so we're going to be le- leaving Singapore. And the, one of the most famous things of of Singapore has to be Singapore crab. Mm. So I think to take the Singapore crab, and when a guest like that, you can't really have Singapore crab in the shell. But I think probably little sort of you know crispy wontons mm. with Singapore crab across the top of it It'd be done mm. very very nicely, nice and fresh. Uh, the wontons would have to be baked because Tay-Tay would not eat anything which is deep fried. There's no way in the world. Yeah. And then probably rice paper rolls with lots of fresh vegetables and things like that in it. Um, and then because a vegetarian option, just in case. 
you know, I don't know if Marcel Marceau would be vegetarian or not. But a little bit of spice start off with, I think. Mm. You know, little sort of veggie rolls all done up nicely. And then some prawns, I think. Some nice little sort of fresh prawns, a bit of sort of chilli dip maybe there. But, you know, just just a taste of the Orient as we go off on the Orient Express. Sounds incredible. I'm intrigued that you haven't gone for the beetroot and peanut butter well, we're not in Australia, are we? I mean, you know, we're in we're in Singapore here. Yeah? No, but that was going to be the canopy of twenty twenty four. No, 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 no. No, satays, satays <laughs> might feature, but there is a sort of divide here about satay and whether it really is, you know, Malaysian, Thai, or whether it's actually Singaporean. And they're mm. all very, very different. They're different sources, different way of cooking. So, well, let's not get into the politics okay, with food. It's just not worth it. I apologize. Okay, so is there music playing? Hello? Yeah. <laughs> of course there's music playing. This is a fancy train. But what do you play to Taylor? There's musicians on the train. Have you never been on one of these trains? You go on these trains, you're all dressed up. There's people there with their bow ties. There'll be a string quartet in the corner playing away the lovely music of your choice. And they could probably play, even they could probably play Cardigan, I dare say, off their string quartet. Yeah. I was just thinking it would probably be embarrassing to play Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. If Taylor wants to have Taylor Swift played... Yeah. I mean, anything she wants. That's she can have whatever she likes. Yeah. I mean, okay. do you think Marcel Marceau might do some mime? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it's the least but, he can but, do. But, 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 but taking him ask, on the Orient Express. Asking him to do a mime is that not the same as asking Tay Tay? No. Asking Elizabeth David to go in the kitchen. Oh yeah. You know, asking my dad that. to do the dishes. Mm, no, yeah. I don't think okay. so. Okay. I'm glad I'm giving off the impression of someone who would have been on this type of train. I've only ever been on the Trans-Siberian Railway and it was like <laughs> quadruple bunk beds. Oh, was it? So, oh, yeah. I'd love to do it though. Yeah, That'd it be really amazing. cool. Maybe not right now, but... I just <laughs> think those trains, I just love them. I think mm. they're beautiful. So, it's time to sit down. Talk us through your starter. Let's move from Singapore. We go We go now to our starter. Let's okay. move to our starter. Yeah. Because we've come out of Singapore and we're now we're heading to Malaysia. Mm. And, of course, one of the most controversial dishes which has ever, ever been done on MasterChef is the rendang. Mm. So rendang is a national dish of Indonesia, Singapore and Malaysia. Yes, everybody's going to get upset about this. So controversial was it the Malaysian Prime Minister even wrote something on his Twitter. In MasterChef there was something about a rendang being crispy and it was misquoted, but that's okay. Beef rendang, beautiful thing, bits of beef cooked for about four and a half hours, lemongrass, ginger, turmeric, and coconut milk simmered down with lots and lots of stock until it becomes almost completely falling apart. Tiny, tiny little bits of this beef rendang served with little bits of rice and flavoured on the side with little bits of crispy anchovies. That would be the first little course. And it might not be to everybody's liking, but it's a taste of what's to come because there's a bit of excitement on the way. What's everyone drinking by this point? Riesling. Very, very sweet, lovely, cool, crisp Riesling. Uh, Not too thick and syrupy. You want a nice, crisp, lovely, fresh Riesling. This is all sounding absolutely delicious. It's time to move on to the main course. What are you going to serve? Now we've chugged our way through out of Singapore into Malaysia. Now we've entered Thailand. Mm. We're into Thailand. So the food's got to reflect something really, really Thai. And I think, so with a Thai thing, for me, the banquet's got to start. Sweet, sour, salty and hot. LARP. Pork larp on the table first, minced up, lots and lots of chilli powder, fresh bits of lettuce, loads and loads of herbs. You help yourself to the little bits you want. Then on top, next to that, there'll be a little jungle curry. Jungle curry doesn't have any coconut milk in it, so you take something like guinea fowl cooked with lots and lots of spices, 
good amount of chili, nice and fiery and hot, sticky rice on the side, maybe a bit of a pineapple relish going with that. And then on the side of that, then little tiny prawns, which would be done with coconut, so they're really, really sweet. So you get this sort of sweet, sour, salty and hot all together, and that's your sort of three things, and you can graze on the little bits you want. Do you think he's taken his gloves off? I think by this stage he may have to. <laughs> because the other thing is he wants to be able to feel the fact that actually, although I don't drink beer, it will be served with cold beer, okay. ice cold beer. Mm. And there's this great thing about having really hot, chilly food and drinking bubbly cold beer. The sensation in your mouth is really quite exciting. If anybody ever thinks about this, do it sometime. Get yourself something like a larp or a salad with lots and lots of chilli in it or like a somtum. Eat that and then while your mouth's still got the chilli in it, drink ice cold beer and it does this amazing thing to your mouth. It's fantastic. It's like a sensation thing. Oh, okay. Who are you sitting next to, by the way? Well, I'm not sitting down. I'm cooking. Oh, okay. So at your dream dinner party... Lisa would be sitting down. I wouldn't be sitting down. (laughs) So Lisa's taken your place. Oh, gosh, yes. Of course she would be. She'd be... John, that's like the most romantic thing I've ever heard. You've given up your seat at the dream dinner party for Lisa. Of course I have. Okay. Yeah, she's really important. Lucky Lisa. There you go. Um, okay, so the plates have now been cleared and it's time for pudding. Yes. What are you going to serve your guests for pudding? Uh, well, because we've got it, we've moved up now in Thailand, we're moving really to a world where it's quite, I suppose, multicultural, frozen margaritas. Ah, oh, yes. Because really I'm a cheese man. I'm not really a dessert person. But when it comes to dancing afterwards, you need a margarita to kick you into spot. A frozen margarita, properly done, lots of salt on the outside, Really, and you don't have to be frozen. You could have it on the rocks if you want. You could have it straight up if you wanted to. That's fine. Don't mind. If you want a tequila shot on the side, I'm fine about that. You want to drink it with mezcal, really happy with that as well. Whatever you like. And you can even get involved. If you decide you want to shake your own margarita, you want to make your own margarita, you can do whatever you like. Okay, I like this. So no pudding, just frozen margaritas or margaritas in any form. Yes. And then are you moving on to cheese? No, I don't think so. No, I don't that think might you want to. No, I think they'll, they'll curdle in your stomach. Yeah, especially if you're going to go dancing afterwards. Yeah. You know, okay. and is that the plan? I I actually think at that stage we might have a sort of drag review. I think that's quite fun. When I was a kid, my father, when I was very very young, took me to a place in the rocks in Sydney, um, and he said, "Look, it's, a, it's an interesting pub. We're going to have a nice afternoon. It was Sunday afternoon, and I thought we were going for you know." A, just a, a drink, a glass of wine or something. No, he took me to my first drag show. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, because they were all over Sydney. So in if you ever watched Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, they talk yeah. about the Unicorn, the pub, the Unicorn. It was just around the corner from where I lived. And it was a normal Sunday afternoon. You go down the Unicorn, you watch the drag show, you'd have a couple of drinks, and then everybody would go out and party. How amazing. So that would be fun. Yeah, that would be really fun. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they're coming on the train as well. Yeah. yeah. And it's, at this point, are you out of the kitchen? At this point, I'm out of the kitchen. Okay. I, you can I, relax. I've changed out of my chef's whites <laughs> into the finery. Don't know what I'm going to wear. Something a bit cool and something I can dance in. And then that's it, you know, onto a podium and I dance away. And this obviously isn't quite like a usual dinner party because we're on a train. But normally, what time do you like a dinner party to end? Oh, when the last person goes to bed. Okay. And that could be any time. Oh, listen, you're on a train, you can do what you like. The only thing is that really you've got to get a little bit of sleep probably that night because you're going to be going into, the, you know, a station and you, you probably want to make sure that you've got, you know, clean teeth and you don't, you, you don't, you're not fermenting when you get off at the next station. No. And are you the kind of person who, even if you've had an amazing dinner party and it's gone on till the early hours, are you cleaning up that night or are you going to leave it till the following morning? There's no way in the world I want to wake up with mess. 
I keep on going. I, I, this, I've got this sort of thing. It's it, when dinner parties are done or people have been around, everything's done and cleaned. The bleach has been in the sink. Everything's wiped down and ready to go. So that when I go up in the morning, it's fine. That's from working in a professional kitchen though, isn't it? Like there's no way you'd leave the kitchen without doing a clean down. I think you're right, actually. While I was in Australia, I went into sort of, to a kitchen um, and I walked into this kitchen and they were packing up and they were all going home and I thought, please tell me you're not going to leave the kitchen like this. Oh, no. I'm just like, oh, you don't want to come back to that in the morning. No, no. that's gross. Awful. Of all your dream dinner party guests, setting Lisa aside, who do you think you're most likely to keep in touch with? Oh, my father. Well, yeah, good yeah, idea. I've got your dad with I don't think Marcel Marceau because he doesn't say very much. Yeah. I don't know if Tay-Tay would want to talk to me that much. I think Elizabeth Dave and I would probably write to each other. I think so. Yeah. I mean, you've got to her by process of elimination, but I think actually she would have been... No, but but I'm saying, like, actually thinking about it, that makes a lot of sense. But also, because she was sort of very much European food, maybe I could show her something new and interesting by the sort of Asian influences. Who knows? Well, maybe you just have it, the dream dinner party. There we are. Done. Yeah. Amazing. And all of them were chuffed to bits. Yeah. They loved it. John Tarot, that was your dream dinner party. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. <laughs> Thank you. So there we have it. John's dream dinner party is over. The food has been eaten. The guests have gone home. I do hope you enjoyed today's episode and make sure you're subscribed to catch all episodes of the dream dinner party and also Desert Island Dishes. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.